Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daf uh, Dalib of Musachta Erevin. Daf 4. Uh, yeah, cool Daf, nothing too crazy. We're going to start off um, continuing our machlogas between Abaye and Rava. Abaye says that when it comes to Kilayim, the shear for a an Amma is 6 Tvachim. When it comes to uh, Mavui and Sukkah, the shear for an Amma is five Tvachim, whereas Rava argues and says the shear of an Amma is always six Tvachim. However, sometimes you use a um, looser fist, which is a larger shear, and sometimes you use a tighter fist, which is a smaller shear. Uh, so we're going to continue on that Machlokas uh, at the beginning of the daf, and then we move on to... Um, something which we've encountered before in Masechta Brachos, um, which is Shi'urin Chatzitzin Umchitzin Alach Lamoshim Sinai, and we're going to explain what these are, but that measurements and um, impediments and sizes of walls are Alach Lamoshim Sinai, or the laws of walls. So we're going to get into that towards the end, and that's going to be our daf. So we're going to start on Daf Gimel Amud Beis on the very last line of the page. Meisve, we have Akasha against Abaye. Kol Amus Shisha. Now we have this brisa that says that whenever the Chachamim are talking about an Ama, they're talking about an Ama that is that consists of six Tfachim. Um and they're just, they're not always going to be the same size tefach. According to Rava, this is a dream come true. This is absolutely perfect. We have a brisa. It's saying that whenever the Chacham talk about an Amma, it's talking about a six tefach Amma. As long as they're not always the same, meaning sometimes it's going to be a bigger tefach. Sometimes it's going to be a smaller tefach. When we're talking about kilayim, it's going to be a bigger tefach, meaning that your fingers are not tightly clenched together. Rather, it's a, you know, your fingers are more spread out in this fistful and you can get more in there. That is going to be the tefachim that we're talking about when it comes to kilayim. We're going to have six of these bigger tefachim in our ama for measuring kilayim. And when it comes to uh, sukkah and mavoi, which we need a more, to be more stringent. So then we're going to use a tighter tefah, which gets uh, less in it. But according to Abaye, it's a problem. Because here we have a b'risa that's saying that whenever the Chachamim say an ama, it's talking about a six tefah ama. Abaye, of course, disagrees. Now Abaye would say that when it comes to sukkah, when it comes to Mavui, we're talking about a five tefach ama. So what does he do with this brisa? After all, Abaye is an Amora. Can't argue on a brisa. So Abaye responds and he says, let's just tweak the words of the brisa, shtiko. So the brisa currently says, So the brisa says that whenever the Chacham talk about an ama, it is a six tefach ama. So Abayah suggests, why don't we just kind of 
um, use a shtickle poetic license over here and switch around the words a little bit and say, Amas kilayim be'ama vashisha. That instead of saying, Kol amos shamuchacham, that all of the amos are six tefach amos, just say, Amas kilayim be'ama vashisha. That the ama, when it comes to kilayim, is a six tefach ama. But that's it. When it would come to sukkah, when it would come to mavui, it would be a five tefach ama. V'amidiktani seifa, Reb Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Kol amos shamuchachamim bikilayim ba'ama bashisha uvachlim tumtzamos mechlal detanekama kol amos kamer. Let's read that again. So the Gemara says, but one second, Abaye, you can't say that the Tanakama over there, that this Brisa is saying that only by kilayim we're talking about a six tefach ama, because the Brisa does not end there. Reb Shimon Gamliel argues on the Tanakama. And what does he say? So Vamidiktani Seifa, from the fact that if you continue reading that Brisa and you get to the Seifa of that Brisa, Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel Omer, Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel says, i.e. he argues on the Tanakama, and he says, Kol Amos that whenever the Chachamim say in Ama, when it comes to Kilayim, it's a six Tefach Ama. As long as they're not going to be exact, uh, you know, uh, strict tfachim. So focusing on the first part of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's statement, which is that whenever the Chachamim say by Kilayim in Ama, it means a six tefach Ama. Well, doesn't that imply? That according to Tanakama, all kilai, all, all, all amos are six tefach amos, right? Meaning, the Tanakama said that all amas that the Chacham said are six tefach amas. Now, comes Rib Shimagamlil to argue and say, no, only by kilayim is the ama that we're talking about a six tefach ama. However, by sukkah and by mavoi, he doesn't say this explicitly, but the implication being that by sukkah and by mavoi, it would be a five tefach ama. So now the question is, how could Abaye argue that the Tanakama is saying that the Tanakama is only referring to uh, Kilayim if Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is arguing on the Tanakama and he's the one saying that the six tefachama is only by kilayim, kilayim, implying that according to the Tanakama, whenever the chacham say tefach, it means a uh, uh, ama, it means a six tefach ama. So fine, okay, good kasha, but Abaya will respond and say, you know what, fine, so the Tanakama does, you know, I, I, I can't make sense according to the Tanakama, but I make sense according to Rabshim ben Gamliel. Rabshim ben Gamliel seems to be saying the same exact thing that I'm saying. Honor the Amik, Rabshim ben Gamliel. I say like Rabshim ben Gamliel. And I think I pointed out recently that it seems like whenever Rabshim ben Gamliel comes up in a Mishnah or a Bryce or something, we pass like him. I, I can't say that we're passing like him here, but like, 
Generally, we would say Yachid Verabim, Halacha Verabim, that when you have a machlokas between one person and many people, we'd go by the many people. So, like, why would Abaye want to say that he holds like Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel? But the Chacham argue on Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel. You know, you, you're basically choosing the losing side in the argument. But if you say that Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel is unique, so then maybe, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not such a bad idea to say, to argue that Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel holds like you. Anyways, so Zel, so, so we tried to ask Akasha on Abaye from this Brisa. But it turns out that this Brisa is actually a machlokas. And Rabshim Gamliel would fit just, or really Abaye would fit just fine with Rabshim Gamliel's understanding. So now according to Abaye, um, this Brisa is certainly a machlokas tanoim, right? Or really, it's certainly a machlokas tanoim regarding is in Amma talking about you know, isn't Amma always six Tvachim? Or are there times when it's five Tvachim? According to Abai, it's certainly a Machlokas Tanoim. The Tanakama would say that in Amma is always six Tvachim. Whereas Abshim Ben Gamliel would say that by Kilayim in Amma is six Tvachim. But there are going to be other cases, such as Sukkah and Mabui, where it's going to be five Tvachim. The Rava Milema Tanoihi. However, according to Rava, Rava is going to argue that maybe Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel also agrees that an Amma is always six Tvachim. Rav is going to argue, right? Again, Rav's opinion is that an Amma is always six Tvachim. And Rav is going to argue that both the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel agree with his view that an Amma is always six Tvachim. Let's see how. Omerlach Rav, Rav is going to say to you, Reb Shimon ben Gamliel This is what Reb Shimon ben Gamliel is coming to tell us. Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, according to Rava, does not argue on the Tana Kama. Reb Shimon ben Gamliel agrees with the Tana Kama. He's coming to explain the Tana Kama. The Tana Kama said that whenever the Chacham say in Amma, it means an Amma consisting of six Tvachim. And then the Tanakama continued, right, just to quote the Tanakama, Uvavad Shelo Yuhumichuvanos. But the, this six Tvach Amma, the Tvachim that can, that comprise this Amma are not always going to be the same Tvach, right? Sometimes they're going to be larger Tvachim. Sometimes they're going to be smaller Tvachim. And comes, Reb Shimon Gamliel to say, Amas Kilayim lo yitzamtzim. That when it comes to Kilayim, we're not talking about big, uh, we're not, when it comes to Kilayim, we're dafka talking about big Tvachim, right? Lo yitzamtzim. Don't tight, don't, don't, don't clench your fist tightly. Don't make small Tvachim when it comes to Kilayim. Kilayim is going to be the larger Tvachim. So, according to, uh, Rava, both the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel agree that every time the Chacham talk about an Amma, we're talking about a six Tefach Amma. And Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is merely coming to explain that when it comes to Kilayim, the six Tefachim that we're talking about are larger Tefachim. But the Gemara asks, if that was the case, let, let, let's take a look for a second at what exactly Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said. 
He said, That whenever the Chachamim are talking about an Amah in the context of Kilayim, It's talking about an Amah that consists of six Tfachim, as long as they're not very tight Tfachim. So now, if what Rav is saying is correct, that Rav Shimon Gamliel is merely coming to explain the Tanakama and say that the six Tfachim that the Tanakama is talking about are larger Tfachim. So all he needed to say was, the Lema says the Gemara, Amas Kilayim Le'itzamtim, that the Amma in the context of Kilayim, do not clench your fist tightly. Do not make a small fist. It, you know, he did not need to say anything about the six Tfachim. Again, if we read Rav Shemim Gamliel, he says, Kol he, he Davka makes a point that when it comes to Kilayim, not just that they shouldn't be tightly clenched fist, but he also says that it's a six tefach ama, which does have certain implications that there are going to be other places where it's not a six tefach ama. So Bahamas Bashisha Mute Mai, when he goes out of his way to say that back Kilayim it's Davka and Amma Bashisha, what's it coming to exclude? Where's the place? That it's going to be a five tefach ama. Lav lemute amasukav amas mavui is not like Abai is trying to argue that Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel would say that by sukkah and by mavui we'd be talking about a five tefach ama. Lo, Gemara says no. At least according to Rava, Rava is going to argue no. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel and the Tanakhama both agree that by mavui, that by sukkah, that by kilayim we're talking about a six tefach ama. When Rabshim ben Gamliel is talking about a five tefach ama, when Rabshim ben Gamliel says that by Kilayim we're talking about a six tefach ama, and they have to be larger tefachim. And we're zooming in on this, the fact that he says six tefachim in the ama by Kilayim. To imply that there's going to be somewhere else where it's five tefachim to an ama. What is that place? So Rav is going to answer, that place is by the Mizbeach. That when it comes to the Mizbeach, parts of the Mizbeach HaChitzon, the entirety of the Mizbeach Hazav. Let's take a look at the Mizbeach HaChitzon for now. That by the Mizbeach HaChitzon, there are going to be certain parts that their ama is defined by a five tefach ama. Right? The, 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 the psukim and parshish truma explain the dimensions of the mizbeach and it defines the dimensions of the mizbeach in amos. Now the interesting thing the Gemara is pointing out is that those amos aren't always the same amos. Sometimes when it comes to the ama measurement on the mizbeach, it's talking about a six tefach ama. And other times, when the Torah is describing the dimensions of the Mizbeach in Amos, it's talking about five Tefach Amos. So where is it talking about five Tefach Amos by the Mizbeach? Amma Yisod va'ama Sovev. The Amma of the Yisod and the Sovev. Um, I will do my best to explain this in words, but I have also supplied a diagram which will make it much easier to visualize. So... If you're looking at the diagram, which I actually forgot to bring upstairs with me, but 
Don't worry, I know it. So if you look at that diagram of the Mizbeach HaChitzon, so all the way on the bottom, there is that section that's sort of, right, there's like different layers of the Mizbeach. There's the bottom layer all the way at the bottom, it's called the Sove, right? Basically around, going all around the Mizbeach, there was this uh, area called the Sove, and sometimes the, um, the, 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 Cohen, when he would offer a carbon, he would like pour the blood on the sovev, on that area. Now, um, above the sovev, no, I'm sorry, I said sovev, dang it, that's the yisod, I'm sorry, that's the yisod. The bottom area is the yisod, the foundation of the mizbech. Now, right above the yisod is the sovev. Now, that sovev is five tvachim tall, okay? And then, and that is more like inner than the yisod. Okay, I actually just brought up the, 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 the diagram so I can have it in front of me, um, which just underscores the fact that it would probably be helpful to have a diagram in front of you as well. Right, so the bottom, the bottom section, which is one ama high, was the sod, and then it goes in for an ama, okay, and then the next five amos of the height of the mizbeach is the sovev, okay, and then it once again steps in an ama. And then there's another three amos of the Mizbeach in its height. And then there's another one amo, which is the horn, which is like the corner of the top of the Mizbeach. So um, what we're saying over here is that um, when it comes to the amo of the Yisod, right? So the amo of the height of the Yisod, I'm, I'm just going to assume that you're looking at the diagram. That amo is a five tefach amo. Okay, and then it goes inward one ama to get to the sovev. That ama is just a regular old six tefach ama, but then it um, goes up for another five amos of the sovev. That's also just regular amos, but then it goes in again to get to the next section of the mizbeach. Now that inwards ama is another five tefach ama. Okay. And then it goes up again, three amos, those are regular amos. And then you get to the corner of the Mizbeach. And the corner of the Mizbeach, once again, is a five tefach ama. The definition of the corner of the Mizbeach is five tefach amos. Okay? Um, and then, as we're going to see in the Gemara, when it comes to the Mizbeach Hazav, the entirety of the dimensions of the Mizbeach Hazav were um, five tefach amos. So, according to Rava, when Shimon ben Gamliel says that when it comes to Kilaim, we're talking about six tefach amas, what's it coming to exclude? Where is it going to be five tefach amas? Specifically, when it comes to the Mizbeach, there were certain dimensions of the Mizbeach that were five tefach amas. When it came to the Mizbeach Chiton, when it came to the Mizbeach Azav, it was entirely um, five tefach amas. So now let's read it inside. So, so it's Limute Ama Yisod Ama Sovev, the one Ama height of the Yisod was a five tefach ama, as well as when the sovev turned inward at 90 degrees to get to the um, next section of the mizbeach that may have been called the zer or something, or I can't remember, but um, that was a five tefach ama as well. The chsev, as the pasuk says, these are the dimensions of the Mizbeach. 
When we're talking about the Amas by the Mizbech, we're talking about an Amava Tofach. What does it mean an Amava Tofach? It means essentially that we're talking about five Tefach Amas. What the Pasuk is saying is that in general, a Tefach, in general, an Amma would be six Tefachim. However, the Amos that we're talking about here in this Pasuk are five Tefach Amas. Amos that in order to get to your normal sized Amma, your six Tefach Amma, you need to have one of these tfa, uh, uh, amas, i.e. five tefachim, plus another tefach, six, which would get you to your normal six tefachim, right? So it's amma v'tofach. It's the kind of amma that you would need one of them plus another tefach to get to a normal six tefachim sized amma. V'cheka amma, v'amma rochav, u'gvula el sfasa savim zeres ha'echad, v'zegav amazbech. That is the pasuk. We're about to Break it up. When the Pazak says that's referring to the height of the Yisod was one Amma, one five Tefach Amma. When it says one Amma of Rochav, that's talking about where the Sovev goes inward in Amma, right before it gets to the next section of the Mizbeach. And that inward Amma was a five Tefach Amma. When it says the borders at its lip, that is the horns at the top of the Mizbech. Those were also defined by five Tefach Amas. V'zegav HaMizbech, Zemizbech Azov. That when um, it talks about this is the top of the Mizbech, it's talking about the Mizbech Azov, that all of the Amas when it comes to the Mizbech Azov were five Tefach Amas. Uh, so, Bigadol Abai says that it's Machlokas Tanoim when it comes to Sukkah and Mavoy, if you're going to use a five Tefach Amas, According to Rava, everyone agrees that it's always going to be a six tefach hama. The only time when it's a five tefach hama is by the mizbeach. Okay. Amr Abchia Barashi Amr Rav. Says Abchia Barashi in the name of Rav. Shiurin chatzitzin umchitzin alach l'moshem misinai. That when it comes to measures, when it comes to chatzitzas, like impediments when you're going to the mikvah, and when it comes to um, separations, walls, these are governed by Fine. So, the Gemara says, wait a second, measurements, that's not a halach We learned that out from a pasuk. A pasuk in last week's parsha, parsha's Ekev. Tichsev, as the Pazik says, It's a land of wheat and barley, etc. And says of Hanan, that every single one of the seven species, we can learn out a different measurement from it. Chita, what do we learn out from wheat? We learn in the Mishnah, if a person walks into a house that has tsaras, and his clothing is on his shoulder, i.e. he's not wearing it, it's just folded up on his shoulder. And he's carrying his shoes, and he's carrying his rings. So the, the, the instant that he walks into that house that has Tsaras, he becomes Tame, his clothing, his rings, his shoes, everything becomes Tame. Because somebody walks into a house that has Tsaras becomes Tame, as well as um, objects will become Tame. What if he was wearing his clothing and he was wearing his shoes and he was wearing his rings? Well, in that case, so he still becomes Tame immediately. 
However, the, the things that he's wearing remain tahor. Until he remains in that house for long enough that it would take to eat a pras. Now a pras is um, half of a loaf of bread of eight eggs. Right, a bread that would be the size, a loaf of bread that would be the size of eight eggs, it's half of that. So i.e. it's uh, the amount of eat, the amount of time to eat four eggs worth of bread. Paschitim velo pasorin, the bread that we're talking about is wheat bread, not barley bread. Mesa bocha beliftan, and the amount of time it would take you to eat it while you are leaning and eating it with some kind of a dip. So the shear that comes from wheat is the amount of time you have to wait uh, in a baisamunuga before your clothing that you're wearing will become tame. Soora, what measure do we learn out from barley? That a bone the size of a kernel of barley um, will be matame if you touch it and if you move it, um, but not be'ohel. So if you are in the same room as a bone of a dead person that's the size of a barley kernel, so you will not become tummy. But if you touch it or if you move it, you will become tummy. Gefen kidei reviyasayin the nazir. What we learn out from grapes are that um, if a nazir drinks a revius of wine, well then uh, he will get lashes. Te'ena kigrogres leotas shabbos. What we learn out from figs is, as we know from Masech the Shabbos, that whenever the Chacham had a sheer ochlin on Shabbos, it was always a grogeris. So if you take out a grogeris with you to Rishus Arabim from Rishus Ayachid on Shabbos, you will be chayev. Rimon, what do we learn out from pomegranates? That any kalim vessels of balebatim, any vessels that are tame, that get a hole in it, the size that is large enough for a uh, pomegranate to fall through, then that kli will no longer be considered functional and it will be tahor. Now, as we learned in Shabbos, on Mesech the Shabbos, on the Tzadivav Aleph, Rashi points out that this is Davka talking about wooden vessels, but if they were earthenware vessels, then the shear would be in olive's worth. But anyways, we're saying that when it comes to, to these wooden vessels of Balibatim, so if there's a hole the size of a pomegranate, well, then it will become tahor. It's not usable anymore. Eretz zeis shemen. What do we learn out from olives? Eretz shekol kezesim. A land that all of the shiurim are measured in olives worths. What do you mean kol shiurah? What do you mean all of the measures are olives measures? We just listed wheat, barley, grapes, figs. There's all sorts of measures. What do you mean it's only... Um, olives. No, it's a land where the majority of the measures are olives worth. And that's already more familiar. I mean, we see Kazayas all over the show. Certainly a lot more than you'll see a Grogeris or a Rimon. Dvash, what, what's the shear that we learn out from Dvash? Uh, if a fellow eats a um, large date on Yom Kippur, so then um, we'll give him Karis. Vitizbra. So once, so that's the Gemara's Kasha. Gemara's Kasha is, why are you telling me that the measures are halachal moshimisinai? Clearly, we learn it out from a pasuk, not from halachal moshimisinai. So the Gemara answers, Vitizbra, Shiurin Mikhtav Ksive. The Gemara says, well, does it say these Shiurim explicitly in the pasuk? No way, no how. 
what it says in the pasuk is wheat, barley, grapes. Doesn't say anything about staying and you know hanging out in a in a house that has saras. No, rather, how do we know that wheat is connected to hanging out in a house that has saras? How do we know that barley is connected to etzim kisaora? It's, 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 um, we then beautifully found this pasuk where we could say, wow, it literally lists all these things. So if you want to, let's say, remember it, so you could say, okay, here's this pasuk, Tzchita, Sora, Gefen, Tena, Rimon, Chita is Baisam Nuga, Sora is Atzim Sora, Gefen is, um, in the Nazir, Kilu, we, we, this pasuk works out perfectly to be able to, um, you know, connect all of these pre-existing Allah al-Mushim to a pasuk. But the fact of the matter is that we know these shirim from Allah al-Mushim and we are then just applying them to this pasuk as a way to reference them easily. The Gemara asked the same kasha with regard to impediments when you're going to the mikvah, right? If you're going to the mikvah, you have to make sure that uh, let's say you're not wearing clothing, you know, you know, you don't have anything that is separating between your body and the water. Dichsev is the pasuk says, "Varachat says kol b'saro." Pasuk says that um, uh, 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 a man who uh, semen leaves his body, so he's got to go to the mikvah. And it says that he's got to wash his entire body. That there shouldn't be anything that is separating between his flesh and the water. So we see already from a pasuk in the Torah that there shouldn't be any chatzitzas. The Gemara, the Brisa continues, What do we learn out in water? That it can even be a may mikvah as opposed to mayim chaim, as opposed to a spring. Um, it can even be gathered waters. You know, with whatever Allah is applied to that, but it can be gathered waters. What does it mean? All of his uh, flesh. It has to be enough water that his entire body can fit in it. How much is enough water that his entire body can fit in it? If there is sort of a, a uh, some kind of container or whatever. You know, basically, you're going to the mikveh in a place that is one amma by one amma in width and at a height of three amos. That is enough to get your whole body in. Veshiaran chachamim me mikveh memsa. Chachamim said that the um, minimum requirement of water for a mikveh is forty sa. Okay. So new. So how can we be? How can Rav Chanan be saying? That, oh no, it's not, how could Rav Chiyabar Ashi Amarab be saying that, um, Chatzitza is Allah Moshe Misina? We learn on Chatzitza from this Pasuk, where we say that there can't be any Chatzitzas. Kiitztu Yichilchasa the Syro. So the Gemara answers, the Allah Moshe Misina by Chatzitza is regarding your hair. Muchdirabar Rav Huna, the Amarabar Rav Huna, so let's read it again. So it's like Rabbi Barapuna who said, that if a person's hair has a knot in it, right? A person has a long strand of hair, and that hair has, is tied in a knot. Well, that knot is going to be a chatzitza because no water can get in there. Now, as we're going to see in a few minutes, it doesn't mean that if you have one strand of hair that has a knot in it, um, um, it's going to be a chatzitza. Um, but if you have a lot of hair that have, if most of your hair has a knot in it, we'll get to that in a minute. 
but 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 at least you know uh, uh, um, conceptually, a knot in one strand of hair is considered a knot that is able to uh, make a chatzitza. But if you have three hairs that are all tied into one knot, well then it won't be a chatzitza because they wouldn't be able to make a tight enough knot and water can get through. But if you have uh, two hairs that are tied together in a knot, um, he says he doesn't know if that would be a chatzitza or not. Um, so we see that what's Allah Moshe Messiah coming to teach us? Not the concept of chatzitzas, we know the concept of chatzitzas from that first pasuk. It's coming to teach us that if you have a knot in one strand of hair, so that will be considered a chatzitza. Sairu nami oraisa, but the Gemara says, but that's also mido oraisa. We know mido oraisa that if you have one hair that has a knot in it, it's going to be a chatzitza. The Tanis we learn in a brisa, v'rachatz that's called besaro, that he has to wash all of his flesh as a tafel besaro, even that which is Tafel, even that which is secondary to his um, flesh, and that is hair. So we also see that hair can be a chatzitza, even if, you know, meaning even his hair needs to go into the mikvah, and therefore if there's a knot in there and no water can get through, it's going to be a chatzitza. So we see that sar, that hair is also mida oraisa. So the Gemara answers that, okay, you know what the Allah Moshe Messina is teaching us? It's teaching us about rov and miut and being makbid and not being makbid. What does this mean? It's like Rabbi Yitzchak to Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Dvar Torah, says Rabbi Yitzchak that we have Allah Moshe Messina. And where there's an interesting Rashi over here, the Rashi says, what does it mean Dvar Torah? Halachal Moshe Misinai, B'Torah Shabal Peh. So Dvar Torah, it's a, it's, it's Halachal Moshe Misinai, it's Halachal that we have from Moshe from Sinai, regarding Torah Shabal Peh. So it's like a thing of Torah Shabal Peh, that we have this, like this, um, this, um, tradition that was handed down, um, orally from Moshe from Sinai. So, Rubo Umakbir Alav Chotzeitz, Vishenu Makbir Alav Eno Chotzeitz. So, the Halachal Moshe Misinai is, that if you have a majority that you care about, that would be a chatzitza. So let's say going back to our case, we said that if you have a hair that has a knot in it, that would be a chatzitza. It doesn't mean that if you have one hair that has a knot in it, that would be a chatzitza. That would be kind of insane. How can you know for sure that you don't even have one hair that has a knot in it? What it means is that if you have a majority of your hair that has a knot, that each hair has a knot in it, and not only that, but you have to be mockbit on it, right? It would have to bother you. You know, you, you would have to say, I don't like that a majority of my hair has knots in it. So in that case, it would be a chatzitza. That if the majority of your hair has knots in it, and you don't like that, that would be a chatzitza. Or if, let's say, the majority of your hair got some kind of a dirt in it, and now it's all stuck together. And you, you're not a fan of that. So that would be a chatzitza. You'd have to remove that before going into the mikvah. Either just by removing the dirt or the knots or cutting it off, whatever it might be. And then the Chachamim then made a gezerah when you have a chatzitza in a majority of your hair, but you don't care, so, so that would be fine. 
if you have a majority of a chatzitza in your hair and you don't care about it, so since you don't care about it, you can go into, it's fine, it's not a chatzitza. However, the Chacham said, even when you don't care about it, you should still remove it. It's a gezerah because um, maybe then in a case where you do care about it, you might not remove it because you you know you thought that it just doesn't matter. There are no chatzitzas. So therefore, even when you don't care about it, you still have to remove it um, out of concern for a case when you have a majority that you do care about. And also, if you have a, you know if you have this chatzitza in a minority of your hair, but you are makpid on it, so then even though you know, technically speaking, it wouldn't be a chatzitza. We still say remove it out of concern when you have a majority that you do care about. nami Then the Gemara asks, okay, now why don't we also make xera when you have this chatzitza in a minority of your hair and you're not makbid about it? Because if when you have a minority of your hair with the chatzitza that you care about, right? We said when you have a minority of your hair that you care about, so then it would be a chatzitza, you have to remove it. So let's also say that when you have a minority of your hair that you don't care about, you'd have to remove it out of concern for when you have a minority of your hair that you do care about. Or um, for when you have a rove of your hair, but you don't care about it, we still say that you have to remove it. So let's say also when you have a minority that you don't care about, you have to remove the chatzitza out of concern about when you have a majority that you don't care about. So my answer is, right? When it comes to a minority that you care about or a majority that you don't care about, there's nothing wrong with that. The only problem is when you have a majority that you do care about. A majority that you don't care about and a minority that you do care about, the fact that we say to remove the chatzitza is only a so to then go one step further and say that when you have a minority of your hair that has a chatzitza and you don't even care about it, you should have to remove that chatzitza out of concern for when you have a minority that you do care about or a majority that you don't care about. And those are already just gezeras out of concern about a majority that you do care about. So to go ahead and make uh, an additional gezera so that you don't come to come to a different gezera, we're not going to make a gezera on a gezera. New friends, bottom line, what do we see? That when it comes to chatzitzin is regarding the fact that when you have a chatzitza in a majority of your hair and you care about it, then you have to remove that before going to the mikvah. Mechitzos, what is the Allah Moshe Misinai when it comes to mechitzas? So we say mechitzas doraisa ninu. So again, we say mechitzas are also midoraisa. How do we know that mechitzas are doraisa? What about mechitzas? The fact that a mechitza needs to be, that a wall needs to be ten tefachim tall. So the one wants to argue, we already know that a wall needs to be ten tefachim tall from the Torah. We don't need a lachlan moshe misina. Because we said, Arun tishav chaporas tefach, hare kanasara. That the Arun, right, the, 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 the Pasuk says that the Arun, the height of the Arun was one and a half amos. Now, we know, of course, that an ama was a sixth fachim. And, you know, at least that's the assumption right now. The ama was sixth fachim. And therefore, um, an ama and a half is ninth fachim. And the kapores, which was the covering of the arun, was another tefach. So that's tenth fachim. And as Rashi points out, that we have a few interesting psukim. We have one posuk that says, Hashemayim shemayim lashem, ba'aretz nasan levnei adam that the heavens are for God and the earth is for man. And we have another passage that says, 
that God says that I will speak to you from uh, upon the kaporis of the Aaron. Basically, right above the Aaron, God will speak to Moshe. Now, of course, as the first Basak of that God wouldn't come down to the ground, he would remain in the heavens, which means that if we're saying that the Aaron was ten tefachim tall, and God would speak to Moshe on top, right, right above the Aaron, that must mean that the heavens go all the way until ten tefachim from the ground, but the ten tefachim from the ground and up, those ten tefachim are part of the land, and therefore the definition of a wall that basically demarcates Air, you know, areas of land, that wall is going to be a 10 tefach wall. So we already see that a wall is 10 tefachim. The definition of the height of a wall is 10 tefachim. From uh, the Aaron and the fact that God would speak to Moshe from right upon, right above the Aaron. So the Gemara answers, Lotzricha l'Rab Yehuda de'amar amas binyan ba'ama bas shisha. Amas kelim ba'amas bas chamisha. So the Gemara answers, well the halacha l'Moshe misinai to tell us that a wall is ten tefachim tall is according to Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says, Amas binyan, that when it came to an ama of building things, ba'ama bas shisha, that was a six tefach ama. So when it came to like, you know, let's say the krashim, the beams that were used to build the mishkan, those were six tefach amas. But amas kalim ba'amas bas chamisha, when it came to the kalim, like the menorah, the shochan, the aron, those were five tefach amas. Which means, therefore, that the Aron, we're saying it was one and a half Amas tall, that's just seven and a half Tefachim, plus the Kaporis was another Tefach, so eight and a half Tefachim. So that just teaches me that the Aron was eight and a half Tefachim. I can't apply a wall to that, you know, I can't know then that a wall is ten Tefachim. From the Aron, I would only know that, the wall, that a wall needs to be eight and a half Tefachim, according to, to Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, I need the Halach um, Lomoshim Sinai to tell us that and a wall needs to be ten tefachim. But what about a coin to a mayor who says that all of the amas that we're talking about were six tefach amas, which means then that the aron was nine tefachim tall plus the kaporis is ten tefachim. So I can learn out from the aron that a mechitza, a wall needs to be ten tefachim tall. So then, um, why do I need the alachal moshim misinai? So the America according to Abmer, the Allah Moshe Misinai, when it comes to Mechitzos, are regarding good, right? We've seen before, good Achis, good Asik, right? That a wall can go up, an imaginary wall can go up, an imaginary wall can go down, right? Lovewood, of course, that walls that have a separation, a breach of less than three Tfachim can be considered closed. Um, Dofen Akuma, which we learned the other day, which is that a wall can be considered bent at a 90 degree angle to consider the roof part of the wall. So those are all Halacha Moshe Misinais. Okay, friends, that was Daf Dalit of Mesechta Shabbos. Let us review what we learned. So at the beginning, we continued with the Machlokas between Abai and Rava regarding the size of a um, Ama. Abai says that when it comes to Kilayim, the size of an Ama is 6 Tvachim. When it comes to Sukkah and Mavui, it's 5 Tvachim. And we then brought a Brisa in which the Tanakama, in which Abai would argue that, um, his, that, that his assertion is actually Machlokas Tanayim and he holds like Rav Shem That in this uh, um, Brisa, Tanakama holds that all Amas are six Tefach Amas, 
But Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that only by Kilayim it's a six tefachama, implying that by Sukkah and Mavi it would be a five tefachama. And according to Abaye, you know, it's Machlokas Tanaim and he holds like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Now, Rava um, argues on Abaye's explanation and says, no, actually, the entire Brisa, both Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, agree with him that the Amma that we're talking about is that in general when we talk about an Amma, it's the six tefach Amma. Now, when Rabbi Shimon Gamliel mentions Six tfachim in an ama, that is to exclude something else. To exclude by the mizbeach, that by the mizbeach, the mizbeach achitzon, certain amos were five tefach amas. By the mizbeach azov, all of the tef, all of the amas were five tefach amas. But when it comes to kalayim, when it comes to, uh, sukkah, when it comes to mavui, we're always talking about six tefach amas. Then the Gemara went on and said that shiurin chatzitin and machitzin, measures and impediments and um, walls are Allah Moshim Sinai. So, when it comes to Shi'urin, that's talking about like, um, uh, the, the wheat for the, uh, house that has tsaras, the barley, etzim kisara, all that stuff is Allah Moshim Sinai. Um, chatzitzin, it's talking about when you have a majority of your hair has some kind of, let's say, dirt in it or knots, and it bothers you, well then you have to make sure that you, Remove those impediments before going to the mikvah. And when it comes to mechitzin, it's talking about good, it's talking about lavud, it's talking about dofen akuma. Um, these halachos are halachal moshim sinai friends. That was Dalid of Mesechta Erevin. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.